The following is a preview of episode 23, Tanged Point and Flat Blade Cultures. To listen to the full episode, become a supporter of the podcast by visiting patreon.com slash ourprehistory or clicking the link in the description of this episode. Other species met more severe fates. One of the grandest Ice Age animals, the giant deer, sometimes called Irish elk, vanished completely from Europe during the Younger Dryas, possibly due to the decline in a vital food source, willow shrubs. These grandiose creatures were exceptionally large. Males stood two meters at the shoulder and bore a spectacular set of antlers spanning up to three and a half meters, by far the largest of any living or extinct species of deer. Despite their intimidating size, this animal had occasionally been hunted by humans since their arrival in Eurasia, and had been painted on cave walls since the Aurignacian. These depictions show a hump over the shoulders and a dark stripe around their neck. A small number of giant deer would survive for about 4,000 more years in western Siberia, but never recolonized Europe. As the North European plain returned to Tundra Steppe, it began to resemble the landscape from earlier periods of the Upper Paleolithic. Horse, and especially reindeer, thrived in this cold world, migrating southward from Scandinavia, Britain, and northern Russia. However, something was missing. Many members of the Ice Age megafauna did not return. Mammoth, which had survived the warming of the Bowling Alarod in northern Asia, only returned to remote parts of northeastern Europe. This limited re-expansion is revealed by mammoth bones found in northern Russia and Estonia, and dated to the Younger Dryas. Two other ancient inhabitants of the Ice Age steppe, woolly rhinoceros and cave lions, are thought to have gone extinct globally when forests expanded around 14,000 years ago, meaning they weren't around to enjoy the cold Younger Dryas. In the face of environmental change, hunter-gatherers on the North European plain were surprisingly resilient. Here, human presence seems to be continuous from the start to the end of the Younger Dryas. Even Denmark, possibly the northernmost limit of human life in Europe, was consistently occupied. However, to the west, human societies were less successful. Environmental change was most severe close to the Atlantic Ocean. Masses of dry polar air flowed in from the North Atlantic, leading to a 6 degrees Celsius decline in yearly average temperature. Sea ice formed off the coast of Ireland. A large terrestrial ice sheet formed over the Scottish Highlands, which had been ice-free during the Bowling Alarod. Between 12,700 and 12,400 years ago, temperatures across Europe hit their lowest point of the Younger Dryas, and the northwestern corner of Europe became devoid of people. Fettermesser bands of hunter-gatherers, who had been thriving, completely abandoned the British Peninsula and even northern France. In the parts of northern Europe that remained inhabited, 
human life changed dramatically after 12,800 years ago, including a considerable shift in hunter-gatherer economy. People went from foraging and hunting woodland plants and animals to those of tundra and steppe. These surroundings were more similar to those seen by Magdalenians than those seen by the Fettermesser. As people adapted to using different resources, archaeological evidence suggests that a major shift in their technology and mobility took place. They reimagined how to make tools and weapons from wood, stone, and antler, often improving on older designs. To some degree, these changes reversed the trends of azillionization, the phenomenon that had transformed the cultures of Europe over the last 2,000 years. As we will see today, the return of a glacial environment was paralleled by an intriguing return of an ancient stone tool technology.